Welcome to Caffeine, Crime and Canines, a podcast brought to you by two girls who love their dogs, love coffee, but most importantly, love true crime. Sorry, I'm the okay. worst allergies today. I'm like sneezing and oh. Oh my gosh, you too. I was, oh. you know, that I was going to say, we've got to do a warning at the start of this. Do you know how many times already this morning I've sneezed at least 16 times? Oh. I've counted. I don't know. I, th- I don't think we'll be able to edit them out. We're just going to have to put them in. <laughs> We're just going to have to sneeze the whole way through. <laughs> it is nuts. It must be all the pollen or something. Yeah, I think so. It, it feels crazy. like spring out there today. It really does. Like yeah. I just feel the same. Yeah. Oh, anyway. Oh, <laughs> you caught me like mid, mid. <laughs> I know you were literally going for it. <laughs> so funny. What's happening? Oh my, my gosh. Can I just tell you, I am, I know it's crazy weather out there, but it's so nice. Yeah, I know. It's actually put me in a great mood this morning. I've yeah. woken up. I just went and got a coffee. Um, And can I just tell you the lady, so this is just like a little coffee shop, like right near my house yeah and the lady was wearing you're gonna actually die right mm. like a mrs claus <laughs> nighty or something not nighty like a robe it was oh. really weird i think she lives at the top of this coffee shop oh so she's just come down from so she's come down to make me coffee <laughs> i'm not even kidding how weird is that that's so funny like red and then white like fluff on the sleeve <laughs> around the neck i was like oh. <laughs> that's so weird isn't it um, but other than that how are you going yeah pretty good i have to work today oh. i know i feel so Sucks. bad at least it's nice outside though yeah that's so true yeah are you doing you're only doing a few hours yeah i'd say so hopefully gosh lucky that sucks i know anyway what do you do i know right do you get any time off in lieu for it no i finished a bit earlier yesterday like just an hour or so yeah so we'll see what happens oh well that's crap at least it's not raining though positives <laughs> yes exactly exactly and what else has been going on this week not too much actually oh what about you <laughs> Uh, not too much either, but there's something that I wanted to talk to you about last yes. week and I freaking forgot and I was fuming with myself. So <laughs> I wanted to know if you'd watched the Britney documentary on Netflix. Yeah, I did watch it. And what did you think? Um, it was nothing new, like no, no new information really. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like I just feel like it's the same. Same shit. Same, same story. Yeah. So... I- you know, because um, I like I know you're a massive Britney fan, and we do talk about this all the time. But I didn't only this week did I start digging into her fiance, Sam. Yeah, yeah. How do you feel about him? Well, I always thought it was a bit odd because he seems so much younger, but he has stuck with her this whole time. I honestly think he, he's dodgy. Something weird's going on with him. Really? And there's heaps of people that have put connections to people that are part of her. Um, what is it? Quarter? How do you say it? Quartership. Um, conservator. Conservative, yeah. So there's people that he, like, knew before he was dating her that are part of this quarter, whatever the quartership thing is, right? And people have found, like, different Instagram posts of him before they were dating and there's really weird shit. Like, there's this, you know, there's this video that she's uploaded, right? And it's them training together. I think he's, like, a personal trainer or something. And yeah. it's sped up. 
and it's to music, right? And they're just training together. And if you slow it down, he's telling her to smile. So she's not smiling, right? And then he's like, smile. And then she starts doing a smile. It's really freaking weird. It's Ooh, and weird. she wants to have a baby and stuff with it. Oh, I have to send you this stuff. Anyway, yeah. Mm. Bloody hell. She's just one of, got one of those personalities that um, like people just take advantage of, I guess. You know, she's just one of those people. Yeah, definitely. But but this makes me think, though, maybe that their relationship is not real and she actually doesn't want to be in it. That's what I think. Yeah. I don't know. But then what? She got engaged. Yeah, but did she? Did she have a choice? <laughs> <laughs> this is literally True. a whole other episode. But what's her, like, if we know how far this thing goes... How do we know she actually wants to be engaged to this man? And apparently people have, like, tried to look into his past and it's, like, scrubbed clean. It's He's really weird, this guy. I have to do more digging. But, um, wow, interesting. I did want to tell you about that because I knew that's something that, yeah, I wasn't sure if you knew about. <laughs> and, you know, me with um, conspiracies. <laughs> yeah, I know. That, that, that's a bit odd. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, um, interesting. Interesting, interesting. I'm going to send you the clip then. You can see, you can judge for yourself whether he's saying smile while <laughs> she's doing her little workout. I did notice in her latest Instagram post, she looks like she's got her hair done. And she yes. never, her hair always looks so like ratty. ratty. Yeah. And it's like she probably finally was able to access her money to get her bloody hair done. Gosh, it's actually heartbreaking. The only good thing I thought about that um, Netflix documentary is it explained, even though it wasn't new information, it did a good job of explaining how she got into that situation. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm, poor Brittany. I know, right? But do you know what the sad, oh, this is a very selfish to say, the saddest thing for me is that I've never seen her live and I probably never will now. That really sucks. <laughs> Oh, you know, I can't. can't I, I don't know if you know that I've seen Britney live. Yeah, you have. Yeah, uh, and it was in the it was 2010 as well. Yeah, uh, and it, yeah, it was a pretty good concert. You could tell that she was definitely um like miming Lip-syncing. a lot of it. She does. She she's done that for most of her career because she yeah. dances so hard. I guess. Yeah, it would be really full on. Mm, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I was honestly, it was a really good concert. And this is, I'm such a weirdo. Like, people would think I'm so weird. But at the end, they're like, you know, like confetti popped all over the place. And I've still got the confetti from the concert. <laughs> like, I took some home with me. I'm just a weirdo like that. But anyway. <laughs> I probably would have done that as well. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Oh, crazy. Um, so, as well, before we get into this week's case, because it is a bit shorter, so we've got a bit of time. But... Updates on uh, Gabby Petito. Before oh, we yes. start, I've been saving telling you this until today, but <laughs> I had a dream the other night that I um, helped capture Brian No way. <laughs> I was like walking to work and I saw him and um, and then I like tried to like befriend him like so he would stay with like walk with me and then I let the police know and then I told him we should stop and get a coffee and we stopped and got a coffee and I said, oh, we should sit outside. And he's like, yeah, okay. And then we were just talking and the police came and arrested him. Shut <laughs> up. Maybe this is like a premonition that they are close to catching him. Yeah, I reckon. It sounds yeah. like they are. I think so as well. I don't know if you saw, because I did message you yesterday about, every, I didn't post it on our Insta. Maybe I should because it is everywhere all over the internet. And I was doing really well, I feel like, with updates. Um, but I've sort of this, the end of this week sort of um, been a bit busy. But. 
there's this video, right? And somebody had a drone and they were like up around his family's backyard and the mum's in like a veggie patch, right? And they've slowed it down. (laughs) You're going to think this is freaking ridiculous. They've slowed it down and you can see something coming out of the veggie patch and everyone thinks it's a hand. And once (laughs) you you can see it move, so it comes up and then it goes down. And it looks like she's either given this thing something and then she's or she's taken it and she's put something in her pocket. Then in the meantime, the dad has seen the drone and he's like pointing like, you know, like there's a drone and then they quickly run away into like the back, like if they, they've got like a pool or something, they run back into this like backyard, like covered pool. It's really weird. Oh but God. the only thing that gets me, because people are going crazy and someone like um was Googling like underground bunkers in Florida and how one exists through a veggie patch and everyone's like losing their minds over this, right? Oh but the only thing that gets me is this drone footage. I feel like there's only like there's one release of it like how do you know someone just hasn't edited it you know yeah it's a bit hard especially because like I feel like even some of the information we talked about since then has been proven to be wrong like like the Instagram story of him being on a boat that's not true yes exactly so there's just two like there's almost like so much out there that it's hard to tell what's true and what's not but I feel like he's gonna he's close to being caught I'd say I think so as well. And his dad, I don't know if you saw, which is weird, but he, they've been taking his dad out with them on searches. Oh. And I was reading that one of the reasons was is because if they approach him, then if the dad's there, he'll be able to talk him down. Oh. So I don't know. Like, I mean, that's an interesting I mean, the fact point. that he's been, been gone for this long, like the longer he stays away, the more guilty he seems, don't you yeah. think? Yeah, 100%. Oh, honest, like, let's be honest. They, he's definitely on the run because he's yeah. done something wrong. Yeah, You wouldn't sure. not go on the run for, like, no reason. No, makes exactly. Sense. Yeah, exactly. Unless that genius idea, and he is, has been hiding in his parents' backyard these, these yeah. last few weeks, that would be genius. Like, let's be honest. Well, his parents would be helping him, I'm sure. 100%. And, sorry, last thing, I don't know if you saw, did you see the um, – Video. I actually posted it on our Insta stories with his sister. She did like an interview recently or something. Yes, and it's really freaking interesting. She confirmed that that he did come back for the. Remember how we spoke about? Yeah. It? it was like on the seventeenth of August. Yeah, he did come back for a few days. And one of the points is, you know how we like to empty a storage. She seems to think that they wanted to um, extend their trip or something. So I don't know if he was coming back to get more stuff and put more stuff in there or something like that. So that did happen. And she did go and visit, like, her parents and Brian was there camping when he had gotten back. So after the first, I don't know, I can't remember if it was a fourth or something like that. And she had no idea at that time that Gabby was missing. So she's actually got no idea what's going on. Yeah, okay. And her the the family's lawyer have told her parents not to talk to their daughter. Oh. She actually has no idea. So it sounds like, yeah, she has no idea and the parents are just not going to clue her into anything. Yeah, which at the same time, like, I can see why, like, if their son's guilty, they probably don't want their daughter involved. Because she's talking know? to everyone. She's talking to anyone that talks to her pretty much. Yeah, but at the same time, she came out. She because what happened is people, you know how like later on it came out that he went camping 
with his family mm. and she had come out in a conference, which I think we had spoken about this and said, like, I have not spoken to Brian. Like, I don't know what's going on. And they're like, hang on, you did speak to Brian because you went and saw him camping that day. And, but she's gone back and said, and then so that all these people went to her house, like all the media calling her a liar and stuff. She's got little kids yeah. and they were like out the front of her house, like, you know, yelling at her and stuff. And she's come out and said, I, if you rewatch my press conference, I did not lie. I didn't say I, I said that since this has come out, I have not been able to speak to Brian, but I did see him in those days before she was reported missing and I had no idea that she was missing yeah. and that's why she came out and did that interview because she's like, I literally, please leave me alone. Like, I don't know anything. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I actually sympathise with her, with yeah. the sister. Yeah. Wow. But, yeah. Wonderful note. Surely soon. Yeah, I think so. Crazy. All right, well, let's get into this week's case. Are you ready to go? This is a pretty crazy one. I know, Lockie, you're oh. – this is actually nuts. Yeah, this and case. we had a, some requests for this as well, didn't we? We did, and I was literally just about to say that. Sorry, I should have actually written down our, the two people that requested it. One was Danielle. So thanks, Danny, for the request. Yep. We love requests. Yeah, and I hope you love the, the episode. Yes, and the <laughs> other one was Ruby. Cool. So thank right. you, Ruby. Keep the requests coming. Yes, definitely. Um, all right, so are you ready to get into it? Let's do it. Goggles on. Let's go. Phoebe Hansjuk's death was as baffling as it is horrendous. December 2nd, 2010, and this is the last time the 24-year-old is seen alive. Seven hours later, her body is discovered in the refuse room on the ground floor of her apartment block, having fallen 11 flights through the building's garbage chute. I couldn't believe it. I still struggle six years. I struggle to believe that Phoebe's dead. One phone call and mum, Natalie Hansjuk's life, was shattered forever. Our family it will never be the same. My other children, their, li- their lives will never be the same. Do you remember the words that we used to tell you that Phoebe had died? Something like, Dad, I've got some horrible news for you. Phoebe's dead. It was something as simple as that. For Lorne Campbell, Phoebe's grandfather and a retired police detective, the news Phoebe was found dead in a garbage chute made no sense at all. So when you're told information like that, what's the conclusion that you jump to? To me, right from the start, someone's put her in there. With the intention to do what to her? To kill her. All right, so today we are talking about the case of Phoebe Hansjuck, which is she's more likely known, unfortunately, as the girl in the shoot, um, which is sad. I hate that that's the way she's described. But... Um, this is a local case to us. So this happened in Melbourne in 2010. So um, not hits close to home, but it's easy to visualise for us, I suppose. Definitely, um, like when they talk about locations. I'd heard of this case briefly, but I'd never looked into it really before. Um, and it was on our favourite 
lady, Liz Hayes, (laughs) did an under-investigation episode on this and and that's what piqued my interest and thought, all right, I'm going to look into this for the the podcast. So um, did you know about it before or...? I did not. You know what? Her face looked familiar. Her photo looked familiar. So I definitely had heard of the story, but I did not realize the events surrounding the story, if you know what I mean. How deep it goes. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. So the girl in the shoot, um, her name was Phoebe Hansjock. She was 24 years old and she was found dead at the bottom of a garbage chute in a luxury apartment complex in Melbourne in 2010. And this apartment complex is on St Kilda Road. Um, I know the address, but I'm not going to say it. Um, but it is. It's like a beautiful apartment building, um, like definitely luxurious. The way it's described is is perfect. But um, Phoebe's mother, Natalie, um, described her daughter as a live wire and an old soul. She was very adventurous, musical and creative, and she wanted a career in the arts. She loved drawing and poetry and a few months um, before her death, she r- read out a poem at her grandmother's funeral that she wrote. And it's actually, like, really beautiful. Like, she was pretty good at what she did. It was. And, you know, it's not her voice. It sounds very strong. It's not what I expected. Yeah. Yeah. Like a um, – what's the word? Like a – oh, it's gone. I know exactly what you mean. It's not what – like, I was expecting to be like, huh. But it, it was very, like – it hits you, her voice. I don't know how to explain it. Yeah. So Phoebe had a boyfriend at the time. His name was Aunt Hample and he was 43 years old, so a quite, quite a bit older than her. And um, he was like a music producer in Melbourne and he was also the son of a former Supreme Court judge. And I've also um, – I'm not – I can't confirm it, but I'm pretty sure his brother is like a judge or is involved in the judicial system as well. Ah, oh, I so like, know that. Yeah, I think his his dad and his brother and his stepmom involved somehow. Yeah, like the whole family is, is in that whole law type of industry. Um, but Phoebe lived with Aunt in this um, apartment building on St Kilda Road um, at the time of her death. So on December the second, two thousand and ten, she was alone in the apartment um, that day. During the day, a fire alarm goes off in the building. And there's CCTV footage of her leaving um, the complex when this alarm goes off with her dog at 11.44 and then she returns just six minutes later. So it was obviously just like a false alarm or whatever, but she's gone and come back. So there's footage of her, go- like, coming back to the apartment. Um, you know that the- footage? Sorry, yeah. can I just, like, have you watched that footage? Yeah. Do you think that she's a little bit? like um stumbling when she's walking out or no I just feel like because she's she at one stage she does get the wall to support her and then yeah she just I didn't keeps... really look at it in that context but you could yeah. be right yeah interesting um so in the hours following her returning after this fire alarm she drinks enough alcohol to put her three times over the legal blood alcohol limit and she also takes a sleeping pill which is called Stillnox, which is also a form of Ambien um and a toxicology report after her death confirmed that her blood alcohol level was 0.16, which is really high. But in terms of the sleeping pill, she'd just taken like the normal amount. It's not like she'd overdosed on it or anything like that. She'd just taken the normal amount for that. Um, but apparently she did have a little bit of an alcohol and drug problem as well. Um, like she did used to drink a lot. So I don't know if like that behavior was normal for her. I'm not sure. 
I know that, yeah, because I, I listened to um, a podcast, which is actually really good. It's called Phoebe's Fall, mm. and her family are actually in the podcast. I can't remember which, um, I don't know, some news people did it mm. um, in Australia. But so they, they were interviewed and stuff like that, and she was really close with her grandmother. Yeah. And she used to actually, like, be o- open you know, with her grandmother about her drinking and her drugs and stuff like that. Yeah. And I know there were times that, you know, like it, it was a problem and she did go to AA meetings and things like that. But the thing I found interesting is that she was open with her family about, do you know what I mean, her problems. Yeah, they all knew about it. Yeah. They all knew about it. And in the um, under investigation show, her grandpa is in it and he says, you know, she loved alcohol but it didn't, like, didn't react well with her. Like she couldn't drink a like. She wasn't like a big drinker that could handle a lot of alcohol. Yeah. Like that's what he says about it. So they obviously knew like quite well um, her, her issues, I guess. Yeah. Um, so on this day, sometime before 7 p.m., her life comes to an end. She plunged 14 floors down the garbage chute and lands in like a wheelie, like one of those big wheelie bins in the basement. Um, the garbage chute is like in the building is like 20 centimetres wide. It's like quite small. Um, and you can see pictures and stuff online of it. But surprisingly, she actually survives the fall um, and her leg like almost gets caught or gets caught in like the compactor. Um, and it's also worth noting that when she was found, her pants were around her ankles and her belt was unbuckled when she was found and she had her sunglasses with her. So I don't know if like her sunglasses must have been on her head or, you know, on her Wearing shirt or them. something. Yeah. yeah. Um, she also had bruises and marks on the back of her arms, her neck and her temples, and her grandfather says that they are ovoid, like in shape, ovoid bruises, which is consistent with like being grabbed, like like finger marks. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so he, he just noted that. He can't explain it, but, you know, that's what happens. Um, so when she lands, she's survived somehow, and I'm assuming to get away from the garbage compactor, she's crawled around the basement, um, but she dies shortly after. Like she only makes it a small way. Um, so the scene, and there's photos as well online, but the scene is like pretty disturbing. It's like horrid, yeah. You can see that she's dragged herself. There's blood where she's dragged herself away from the, from the compactor, um, which is pretty crazy, but... Um, a concierge worker of the building found her um, and called the police straight away, obviously. The police first arrived on the scene at around 8.45 p.m. And one interesting thing to note, which is the big problem with this case, but the police uh, told the paramedics not to work on her body at all because they could be a potential crime scene. Makes but, no freaking uh, sense. She was obviously alive when she... Um, you know, if she landed, there was a chance that she could have still been alive. She may have just passed out from blood loss or something. She could have maybe been revived at that point exactly. as well. And, you know, it was two hours until the paramedics could see her. Yeah. Like, so she obviously passed away. Whether she passed away just before they arrived or while they were there waiting, like, we don't know. But, yeah, that's pretty sad. You know what I don't understand? Like, he wouldn't. Isn't the first thing you're taught is to save? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? The victim? Like, yeah. I don't understand why you'd be like, nope, there's a crime scene. Yeah. Can't exactly. come in. Like, yeah. what the heck? Exactly. Um, so at 9.40 p.m., so just a couple of hours later, 
the police finally spoke to the concierge that found her body and she was obviously distraught and disturbed and upset to what she'd found. But it seemed like that the police had already made up their mind on what had happened to Phoebe that night. So they told the um, concierge lady, don't be too upset because this girl's killed herself. So it seems like in those few hours they'd already determined that that was what had happened. That is actually ridiculous, especially if they wouldn't even let the paramedics get to the exactly. get to her because it's a crime scene. And then what within two hours? It's like, oh no, you can come in now. Exactly, because if it was a suicide, um, and they thought it was a suicide based on them just walking in and looking, they would have tried to revive her straight exactly. away. Exactly, exactly. And this is where um, I think the idea was planted in their brain. So. And Hample, the boyfriend, he arrived home to find, like, her handbag on the bench and her, like, keys and her um, security card for the building. Um, he said that their apartment was in disarray. Um, like, there was just shit everywhere. <laughs> like, there was broken glass. There was, like, little droplets of blood. There was cushions that had been, like, ripped open. And on upon looking at it, it looked like there'd been a fight there. But that's just kind of how he... Um, he, he describes the scene when he gets home. Hey, but did, and he, doesn't he also say two things which I found was really weird? One, that there was like post notes everywhere with ramblings on them. Oh. And he also claims that there was a shrine set up, right, in their bedroom and it was pictures of like him and the cat. <laughs> what? Yes. I didn't read this. Yes, and you know what's weird? Like, apparently, I think that the police actually could see like the like there was post-it notes around the house, but nobody saw this shrine. Okay, but that's what he he claims was a shrine, and there was ramblings, and apparently there were post-it notes around. Oh god! And sorry, quickly while we're on this their apartment, it's really crazy because apparently he was like. I don't know if a neat freak, but he was like a perfectionist, right? Yeah, yeah. And he didn't let her have any of her things in their house. Because he didn't want mess. Yep. He didn't like mess. Everything had a place. He didn't like her things. Like if you went into the apartment, there was nothing of Phoebe. It was just his stuff. Mm. And um, oh, there was something else as well. Anyway, keep going. I'm sure it's going to come to me. Oh, yeah, no, sorry. I know. Sorry, it's come to me. Yeah. She paid rent as well. Oh. I don't know if you know that. Okay. She paid rent to him. To him. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Keep going. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, so when the police got there, um, the, like, the boyfriend says to the police, like, that she's killed herself. He, that's what he tells them. And I think that's where they run with this idea. Like, they think, oh, well, if he said that, like, that's what we'll go with. And his statement to the police that night reads, I believe that as a result of Phoebe's depression and alcohol abuse, she took her life tonight. That's what he determines just from walking in the door, apparently. (sighs) So, obviously, police have taken what he said as gospel and been like, okay, well, if his boyfriend says she was depressed and abused alcohol and and suggested that she killed herself, she probably killed herself. Whatever happened to the boyfriend is the number one suspect. And it makes me think like they walked in and thought, oh, this is really weird. This could be a crime scene. But then when he comes home, they're like, oh, oh, don't worry about it. It's just a suicide type of thing. Um, 
Crazy. So there was also like CCTV in the building, um, but the police only grabbed three of the 14 cameras. And I think these were mainly around the, the entrance. That's why we've got the footage of her going in and out. Um, there was footage on the floors of her apartment. There would have been footage in front of the garbage chute. There was cameras everywhere, but they didn't manage to grab those. And the... Um, that building record over everything every two days. So because they didn't grab it straight away, it's not accessible anymore. That is freaking ridiculous. I know. You know that the security guard told them, you guys better take these tapes because they record over every two days and they didn't take the tapes. And why? You know what I don't get? Like even if you were the police and you thought it was suicide. Like, this sounds so bad, but wouldn't you be like, maybe we should see how she got into the shoot so it doesn't happen again? Or wouldn't you want some type of evidence to prove your yes, theory? exactly. Rather than someone's word for it type of thing. And uh, this, again, sounds really freaking effed up, but if you were the security, don't you think you would have watched that tape oh, out of 100%, curiosity? 100%. So don't you think the security might know something? Possibly. Yeah. Because I I really do not think if that happened, I know this sounds really bad, but if that happened in like I was a security and that happened in my building, I would probably watch it just to yeah. like I don't I don't know just for peace of mind or like just so it doesn't happen again. Like oh maybe we can put like do you know what I mean like I don't know something there so no one can get back into it. Like I don't. It's just weird. It is weird. It's really and odd. They really botched the um investigation. Really big time. Um. Yes, they didn't grab the CCTV. Um, they also didn't, like, take anything from her apartment, like her phones or computers or anything like that. There was also two glasses on the kitchen bench. Um, none of these were dusted for fingerprints or DNA was taken from them or anything like that as well, which, like, if there was two glasses there, that's, to me, a suggestion that someone else is in the apartment. A hundred percent. So I just, yeah, they definitely, it's like they just chose to not, not see certain things. It's so, it's honestly, it's mind boggling. Yeah. And you hear about all these like botched police investigations, like in America and stuff, but to hear that it happened here is like. And because something like this is so uncommon. Like I was actually looking at, like, it's never happened in Australia before, Mm. like in like a garbage chute, but. Apparently, I think it's in Baltimore. You know what happened in the same building? Like, like multiple times? Yeah, twice in the same building. Oh. How weird's that? There but, is story. Like I was doing a bit of Googling and there's lots of people have similar stories of people going down these shoots. Like it's not obviously, like you said, not in Australia, but it's happened before. Yeah. Um. But, like, there's no doubt that she was quite troubled at the time of her death. Like we mentioned, she was depressed and she um, turned to alcohol and drugs. I think her parents' divorce, like, kind of started the whole um, depression and drug abuse and stuff. Um, In the weeks leading up to her death, she also tried to leave Ant four times, but he convinced her to come back every single time, which is just, like, that is abuse in my opinion, don't you think? Yeah, definitely. You can um, see that there's a problem there. And sorry, you know that her, for her birthday present, this is like how you can sort of see like her frame of mind. Apparently um, her, she had asked her mum to hold on to her birthday present as she might need like an international flight to get away and oh. it would be last minute. Oh God. So her mum's actually said that. So who knows 
what's going on in that relationship. But if she felt that she had to secretly run away. Yes. And even like there were times that like, you know, like she would openly talk about their relationship and how she felt in the relationship. Yeah. Yeah, she did sound very open. She obviously share a lot with her family. Yeah. Um, and her mum picked up that something was wrong the days leading up to her death, just like the way she was talking and things like that. But there was a text message that she sent to her immediate family. They must have had like a group chat or something like that. Um, and she sent it the night before she died and I'm going to read it out. It says, hi, family, I'm in bed about to sleep and when I wake I will transform into the most incredible human being you've ever seen. I will go to hospital. It's safer there and I hear the special tonight is tomato soup, delicious, nutritious. I love you all very much but not enough to send an individual text. Sorry about that but time is sleep and I must be on my way. Merrily, 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 life is but a dream, XO. That that gave me chills when I first heard it. (laughs) And it's weird because the word uh, high family and the word wake, like when I wake, that's in capital letters. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, You know she she sent this to her boss as well? Yeah, she sent it like to a group of people. Yeah. Um, Very weird. And the whole I will go to hospital, it's safer there. Yeah, what does that mean? Like, yeah. Yeah, but there are reports that people have even asked, did she write this? Okay. Like, was this her that even wrote this text message? It was but that weird. I feel like, like it's so weird. How could you come up with that if you yeah. were not her? You know I, I, mean? I completely agree. I, I do think she wrote, and I think that she was obviously, like, on drugs or, do you know what I mean? Like, there was something mm-hmm. going on and it was like a cry for help. And that's what her family immediately thought when they got, like when they received this text, they're like, something's wrong. Yeah. And so that's all right, yeah. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure her grandma reached out to Aunt like straight away and he's like, no, she's fine. Um, Like when I left, she was sleeping, like she's completely fine. And she had got back to her grandma and was like, oh, sorry about that. Like I'll call you tomorrow. So she had like, do you know what I mean? Like sort of, I don't know, put it under the rug as well. Like, oh, it's yeah. fine. But it's a really crazy text. It is, yeah. Very weird. Um, yeah, so after her death, like I mentioned before, the police didn't take any computers or phones or anything like that. But after she died, her family got a hold of her possessions, which included her computer. And when they looked at it, they noticed that all of her outgoing emails had been deleted. And she also had two phones. She had like a, I think she had the must have had like an iPhone or a normal phone and like an old Nokia phone. And that old Nokia phone, that's never been found to this day. See, that is so sus. I find it weird that she's got two phones and one is one of those older phones. Like, I don't know. I just find that so odd. Well, apparently the iPhone she shared with Ant and it was his phone. He gave it to her. So that was his phone and he gave it to her and the Nokia was solely hers. And that's the one that's never been found. Yeah. Okay, so, I mean, the main question and Phoebe's grandfather, who I mentioned before, but he's actually a retired police detective, the question, the main question around this is how on earth did she get into the garbage chute on her own, especially seeing as she was so drunk 
and she'd had that sleeping pill as well. Like that's the big question. Like how can you be so coordinated enough to get yourself in? Yeah. So on this um, under investigation show, they use a girl who's the same size, like same weight and height and wearing the same clothes as Phoebe would have been. They've got a recreation of the garbage chute, like the same one, the same height off the ground, all that stuff, and they ask her to get into the chute on her own. But the difference is here, the stand-in lady, she's not drunk, so that's an advantage that she already has. And you should watch it because it's quite crazy, but she really struggles to get in, like just to actually get in there, jump off the ground and get in. Like it takes all of her strength and balance, and she gets quite injured getting in. Um, and it would be like absolutely impossible to get in head first. Like she's really trying to get her feet in first, um, which is really odd. But the the thing with the, um, garbage chute is it's only like 20 centimeters wide. So it's really, really small, but it has, and it has a steel door, but it's got like the springed hinges on it. So if you hold the door open and put something in it, if you let go of the handle, it's going to slam close. It's not just like a regular door type of thing. Yeah. So trying to get in there while it's trying to close on you would be so, so hard. And I don't know if it's the same as the one in the – because I said they used the exact same one, but on her first try, it actually the, – the weight of her – opened it up like the door Fully. even more and it blocked like it had I don't even know how to explain it like because it was the door was all the way open it actually blocked the hole to even get the rubbish down yeah so it must have like a flap that comes up flush when like it's a safety down. Yeah, yeah yeah um so that's crazy but then I've also was doing a little bit of reading around um on reddit but um <laughs> a lot of people said when they had been on Ambien or like that kind of sleeping pill and been drinking that they had done really weird stuff mm. and stuff that almost seems impossible. Like, I mean, that's just their, their, I guess, experience. But there was a lot of people that had said they'd done weird stuff. Like I read one guy said he was on Ambien and had been drinking and he woke up doing a handstand on his bed. What? Like just really random yeah. stuff that you would never do. Um, and being on that sleeping pill as well, apparently you do regular things. Like it's been known to people have been like sleep driving. Cleaning and stuff as well. Sleep cleaning. Yeah. Sleep talking. That's sleep what you'd walking. be doing. You'd I know. Sleep cleaning. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like you, you do do your regular things. So I, I don't know. I don't know how to take that because I have no experience with it and I don't know how people would respond and everyone I'm assuming would respond differently, but I just thought it was interesting to put in there because there was a lot of stories of people saying the random stuff they'd done on this ambient. You know, and you know, I am open to her doing that. Like, mm. as in, like, I, I, I am open to it. But what I don't understand is how the fudge is there no prints exactly. of her getting in there? Like, that's what doesn't make sense to me. Or, like, like one of the... um one of the reports is like she was taking rubbish there, like yeah. to the, do you know what I mean? To the uh, shoot. So in my head, like if you're on something, you might put the rubbish down and be like, oh, that looks like fun. Like I'm going to get in <laughs> yeah. like or something like that. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, okay, I get that. But how come there's 
it's just really freaking weird that there's no like evidence of her getting in. If there was fingerprints and stuff, I'd be like, okay, all right, it makes sure. complete sense. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But I just, I find it really hard. I don't know. It's also I'll tell you noting. why when we keep going. When we keep going, like I think that Ant's behavior makes me more open to the fact she didn't do it herself whereas yeah if the behavior was different I'd be like listen it was a really effed up accident I don't think she was trying to commit suicide I mm. think it was just an accident you know yeah but the other things paired with this it's too much for me it's also worth noting as well um that their apartment was on the 12th floor um and on that level there was like a refuse room which I think is for larger rubbish and storage and stuff like that but there was apparently blood and fingerprints on that door and um the police didn't take any fingerprints or anything from that door um so hey was there other rooms on that level that's something i actually didn't look i would say so i would think so because how would no one hear or see anything exactly that's what i think is weird like that's really odd yeah um so like we mentioned, the obviously the police investigation was really shoddy, but they determined that she'd killed herself. And then a few years after, they started a coronial inquest into her death. And lots of stuff came out at this. Um, it was revealed that after an argument, Ant had called her 27 times, which is obviously controlling behaviour. And um, sorry, you know, that was on the Monday night. So she this happened on the Thursday and that tw- those 27 calls, it was in one hour and it was on Monday, th- that same week on the Monday before. night. Yeah. yeah. She also had a psychologist at the time who testified at this inquest and she'd said that Phoebe had disclosed to her that she felt very unequal in the relationship and she was quite dependent on him and she always felt like she wasn't good enough for him as well, which warning signs of abuse again um but the determination of the inquest like was just ridiculous but the broken glass in the apartment was apparently the reason why she went to the garbage chute so she cleaned up the glass and went to dispose it in the garbage chute even though there was still broken glass in the apartment so she hadn't cleaned it all up mm. and the broken but if glass, she's on something maybe true. do you know what i mean true like she was very drunk yeah, the the sleeping pill aside, she was still very drunk. Um, three times the legal limit. Yeah, um, but the broken glass was never recovered from any of the bins, so Weird. I don't know how that theory goes. And then it also they also determined that the blood stains that they found in the apartment was a result of her cleaning up the broken glass. However, as you mentioned, there was no blood or fingerprints on the door of the garbage chute, so if she was bleeding, and if she did like generally just go and put rubbish in the garbage chute. There was no fingerprints or anything. But there was on that other thing you said in that other Yeah, room. on the refuse um, the refuse room door. Maybe she had gone there to get something Possibly. to help her clean up. Maybe. Um, it also was determined that because the fire alarm went off that day, the building's security system is compromised, which means an intruder can get access to the building. I assume their security cards don't work. And it meant that you could have got up to her apartment or any apartment for that matter and then exited the whole apartment by the stairwell, like the fire escape. And no one would know. No one would know. And that actually explains because, you know, the night of Phoebe's death, when the police went up to speak with Ant, you know that his family was there and they don't have any record of how the heck they got there. 
like I think it was he his mum. I don't know if it was his sister or it was his mum, someone else. Oh, sorry, I know who it is. It's their their friend. So apparently they had like a couple friend. So they were up there along with his mum and her partner. We're in the house when the police went up to speak to him. Mm, that's weird. Uh, and this is after he found out that it was her, obviously. So he's called yeah. them straight away and they've gone straight over. Mm, that's weird. Um, also during – Explain it. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, also during the coronial inquest, Aunt Hample opposed the whole thing and his lawyers argued that the evidence that was there was not enough to suggest a homicide. I don't know why that was mentioned, like, but I assume that like the inquest was more to determine a proper cause of death and they were trying to argue that this wasn't a homicide at all, mm. which I find odd. So I why, why go there to try and prove that point? But anyway, the inquest went for 14 days and usually in these circumstances the coroner has like a counsel assistant, which is usually like another lawyer that volunteers to do it. And he had um, – a lady do it she was like a Melbourne lawyer and what they normally do is at the end this council assistant writes a recommendation of what they think the the findings should be and this lady wrote like a 65 page document um, to the coroner stating that the determination should be an open finding and what that means is that the evidence is either so convoluted or there's not enough evidence for them to determine what happened at all and if it's class as an open finding it means that the case can be reopened if evidence came you know to the surface or whatever Mm -hmm. so he took that um from this lady but then rejected it um so and apparently this is really odd apparently it's really like it's not normal for the coroner to reject the determination that the council assistant makes instead he determined that her death was caused by misadventure and that it was a tragic accident. And another really weird thing is that he also, in the the final finding, wrote that Anne Hample is to be exonerated on any responsibility for Phoebe's death. What the? What the fuck? So that's really obviously odd. Um, So, I mean, that's really where the case lies now because it was determined by the inquest to be a misadventure. The case is kind of closed. You can't really do anything else about it. But it's also really interesting, um, and this has been in the news recently as well, but since Phoebe's death, Ant Hample's obviously dated other people and he was going out with this other girl in Melbourne. She was like a model. And she was in her 20s. In she was her like 20s. early 20s again. Yeah, she also died suspiciously. She was found dead in their apartment, so they obviously shared an apartment together. She had a cord wrapped around her neck. Um, apparently that only broken up a few hours beforehand and this um, death was not ruled as suspicious and was also ruled as a suicide. What the fuck? Hey, I read a bit something a bit different about the where the Melbourne girl was found. Oh, yeah? I read that she was found in her parents' home. Oh. And her parents, she had broken up with him. She was at home. Her parents had gone out. And they'd only gone out for like a short amount of time shopping. And when they got back, they had found her in their kitchen with a cord around her neck. But there was no, there was no, they could not determine where she was hung from, like where she hung herself from. 
So it wasn't like tied to any structure or anything. No, the, the cord was around her neck, and it was they had it was ruled a suicide. But there is no point in the kitchen. They know where where she could have hung herself from, but it was in their kitchen. And they've gone on to say like, why the she would never do that? Like, what a weird spot. You know what mm. I mean? It's also interesting, that. like that she was strangled, mm. and Phoebe also had marks on her neck. Yeah, as well. So like that's. But, you know, I read a quote and it said, like, um, one death can be, no, what was the quote? It was like, one, one death, death can be an accident, but two is not a coincidence or something like that. Yes. Yeah. Um, so that's, I think he's just a bit of an abuser, to be honest. Um, and See, I think he was responsible. I think he came home a lot earlier than he said and killed her then. And that this is our opinion because obviously. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, because he's got the family. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so watch what they're looking at. But, um, no, I seem to think something, like, very similar. I feel like, as I said, like, I was open to her for it to be misadventure, but I feel like there's too many things that literally go against yeah. that ruling. And some of the things is, like, like obviously they were fighting um, – she had tried to leave him quite a few times. Um, nothing, do you know what I mean, in her house, in their house was hers. And just even just leading up to that date, like the fact that he'd called her that many times in an hour, like you could tell that he was quite controlling and do you know what I mean, that they were, well, she was in an abusive relationship. But more his reaction after like the night, I don't know if you know this, but on the night, that this happened, they were actually meeting her dad for dinner for his birthday because she couldn't make his birthday, right? So what happened is they had organised to go to, like, her favourite Thai restaurant and they organised this. They're meant to go and then the dad, like, Phoebe's dad's running late. So he calls to tell Phoebe, like, I'm running late. This is, like, seven-ish. Anyway, Mm. Phoebe doesn't answer the phone. And Aunt, for the first time in their, whatever, 18-month relationship, calls her dad like a minute after he called Phoebe. And he's like, hey, like Phoebe's not here. Um, I don't know where she is. Like her bag and her keys are here. And she needs the keys to, mind you, get in and out around the apartment, you know. Yeah. Um, She's missing. And the dad's like, what the heck? Like we should call the police. And, the, and Aunt's like, no, the police won't even believe us, right? Like she's, who knows, she's probably like, I don't know what he said to her dad, but they get off a call and already her dad's like, what the fuck? Like, this is weird. Yeah. Um, he's never called me ever. And then Aunt goes ahead and orders, listen to this, Lucky, from the Thai restaurant that they're going to for dinner, orders a meal for one. Mm. So he orders this food and then the guy, the delivery guy gets there and he calls Anne. He's like, hey, something's going on in your building. And he's like, oh, really? So he makes – he's like, can you come down and get your food? Like, I can't come up. So Anne goes down and meets the guy to get his food. And while he's down there, he asks the police what's happening. And they say, we found, like, so on. And he goes, oh, that might be my girlfriend because she's been suicidal and she's missing. And the police ask him, like, does she have any, um, like, tattoos or any, like, um, do you know what I mean, Marks. like, features? Yeah, exactly. And he, and apparently they had a matching tattoo and he's like, yeah, she's got, we have these matching tattoos. 
And the police asks him, like, go up to the room and wait for, for us to get up there, right? So he, And th- to get a photo. So they go up there. So he goes back to the room and that's when the police go back up. And within that time, his family's up there with him. And he shows them a photo of her. And they obviously determine that it is Phoebe. And he calls her dad back and says, like, listen, this and this has happened, right? And, like, apparently even, like, he was just acting weird. Like, he wasn't actually crying. Like, he was fake crying. Like, he was making noises that he was crying but there were no (laughs) tears. Classic. And just in the space of them, I guess, leading up to um, her funeral, like, apparently, you know that he applied to be the next of kin without her family knowing? And he did it in like a dodgy way, Lockie. So he went and applied for it and it got pushed through. He had said that he they were together for two years, but they weren't. So then when the family went to con- collect the body or whatever it is or make arrangements, they're like, you can't because you're not the next of kin. Oh. So he there's behaviours that he's, do you know what I mean? Like just his behaviour in general is like he's con- controlling, trying to control the whole situation. Uh, yep, hundred percent. And he actually is the one that got her, all her, um, like, oh, what's it called? Oh, sorry, I'm so blank right now. You know when you've got like um, money for when you're old. Oh, like life insurance or like, retirement. Yeah, retirement. Like he got access to all of that. It's funny you say that because I also read with his new girlfriend that apparently killed herself as well, that she had recently taken out a life insurance policy. Really? And he, and he that. got that. He got <gasps> that. Really? Yeah, yeah. So <sighs> there's too many simula- similarities. A hundred percent. And I don't know if we talked about her pants were down when she was found. Yeah, yeah. So even like how the heck did she get into that shoot with her pants down if you had to go feet first? Yeah, I mean, I was thinking, could she have just been walking around with her belt already unbuckled, and then with the fall, the pants had had fallen down? But if she fell feet first, I doubt they would have fallen right around her ankles, type of thing. But then again, unless she was conscious and she was trying to like, like her leg was injured, so she was like trying to, do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know, like take her pants off because, like, do you know what I mean? Like, who knows what was going through her mind? But maybe she thought that would help with her injured leg like maybe she took her pants off or down when she actually landed because obviously she was crawling around so that did come to me yeah but in that experiment and the the grandpa did an experiment not only did um they do it in under investigation but when this first happened you know he went back to that exact shoot with her friends and he did experiments on that exact shoot with her friends and they again same thing they could not they struggled to get in yeah so that's but can I tell you they did get someone that was a male to be able to put her in there and it was a lot easier yeah it happened in one swift movement yeah yeah so um Mm. we just too much weirdness yeah and he had his own funeral for her as well on a yacht and her family didn't go, yeah. And one of her friends went and went, she goes, when I went, I, I was so upset that she had chosen to go to that one instead of her family's one. She goes, because I didn't even know, like, the pictures and stuff of her were not the Phoebe I knew. Like, she'd cut her hair short, dyed her hair, was wearing, like, expensive stuff. Like, it would just, you know what I mean? Like, it wasn't 
the Phoebe she knew. Yeah. And sorry, last thing that that goes towards why I think something sus happened is apparently Ant's sister and Phoebe were quite close. Like she used to lend her clothes and stuff. Yeah. And it's known that her his sister used to deal, I don't know if it was ecstasy or something, and she got like arrested for it but she was never convicted of it. Mm. But like in the last they speak about this on Phoebe's fall, but yeah, in the last whatever, I think that came out 2016. So around that time, she actually put up like a post. I don't know if it was on Instagram or wherever. And it actually had a photo of her and Phoebe. And it said like, I hope, you know, like, you know, like I miss you and I hope things come to light, what happened and stuff. And then she took it down. <sighs> How crazy is that? Yeah. There's just too many weird things going on. Yeah. So anyway, I know I've I've ranted for like at least yeah, ten but, minutes, but yeah, it's, that's my theory. Yeah, he can take me to court or whatever he wants to do, but um, <laughs> that's my theory. Yeah, I honestly think there's too much weird things. If he was completely open, if this happened, he's like, oh my god, like you know, please, do you know what I mean? Do everything you can to find out what happened, how this happened, like I never want this to happen to someone again. Yeah, if he just if his attitude was different, you know, I'd be so much more like defending him. Yeah, yeah. But it's too much for me. Like yeah, I just. It yeah. is. All right. Well, that is the case of Phoebe Hansjock. Um, But, yeah, that's it. But if you have a case you want us to cover, send us a message on Instagram. Our Instagram handle is at Caffeine Crime and Canines. Yes. And happy Monday to everyone. And until next week. Until next week. Bye. Bye.